It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me always is Frankie Vegas. Hey, people. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What's up, Frankie? Hey, not a whole lot. You know, living the dream. Once again, you need me to shake you awake. (laughs) Maybe. Pretty tired. (laughs) I uh, we were talking beforehand. uh, That's always one of those uh, sayings that uh, always kind of sets with me. Kind of funny. You know, I I like to come up with funny uh, answers to that. Like, uh, you know, you want me to wake you up or? You want me to, uh, are you sure it's not a nightmare? <laughs> you know, just all that shit. Well, I always say like at work, you know, they go, what's going on? I go, living the dream. Not my dream, but I assume it's somebody's dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, the other one is um, just another day in paradise. Just another day in paradise. And my reaction is I'd fire your fucking travel agent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire them. They're gone. Gone, gone, gone. <laughs> Out the door. Frankie, Frankie, what's been going on? Um, been a couple weeks since we've been in the yeah, studio. Been a couple weeks, like always. What have you been up to? Same thing, you know, just you know, trying to take care of my wife, working my less than 40 hours a week job. Um, so wait, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you work like eight hours a day and then have another day off, or do you work in like maybe what four uh, or five hours a day or seven, seven hours a day? Seven. Although we do get to work eight tomorrow. Oh, at least that's what they told us. That can change, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, I mean, it's eight hours at the end of the week. Like, what the hell's the point? Another hour. Right. At that point, you know, I'm like, and it's the weekend, man. Fuck that. <laughs> maybe know. work eight hours on Monday, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> I agree with that, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that as I was out driving today and I drove by, I drove past your house and I was like, wonder what, how many hours a day he's working. I know he's not getting a full 40, but and I mean, it was like almost one o'clock by the time I drove by. So oh, yeah. I was like, maybe he's was home. I, was I home? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Well, I, I got home about, about one twenty something about when I got home. Right on. Yeah, no, I was already back in, back in Warsaw by then, Mister mm. Speedy Gonzalez, uh, out doing the route today. I ended up in uh, in Rochester and in the middle of the storms that was throwing through today, and fucking Rochester, man, they always seem to get the worst part of every storm that comes through this area. They can have them. I mean, it's like they just, you know, shit, they're all theirs. They just seem to just like hone in on fucking Rochester and just beat the living shit out of it. Once again, down there, just getting pummeled by rain and fucking, ugh, terrible. It's terrible. You, uh, you're not too far from there, so. No, I'm not. 
<laughs> I'm kind of right in the middle, you know, of everything, you know. About the same distance to Warsaw to Rochester, maybe a little closer to Rochester. Right. Plymouth, you know. Yep. That's true. So I got variety, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make it hard harder when you decide that you want to, like, get takeout somewhere and you're like, well, what do you want? And they're like, well, you know, Plymouth has this Chinese restaurant. Yeah, but Warsaw has this Mexican restaurant. Yep. Rochester yeah, listen, we don't need to get anything out of Rochester. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll go to KFC in Rochester, and that's about... I'm going to tell you right now, I, I pick on Rochester. I, I spend a lot of... I, I spend some quality time down there, uh, but I will never eat at that McDonald's there again. Oh, no? No, it's just horrible, horrible McDonald's in Rochester. Bypass it, people. Go to Burger uh, King across the street. Is, is there any good McDonald's and uh, good service anymore? I mean, um, the one in North Manchester is not too bad. Pretty, I mean, the, I've been there, but, you know. I, it's not like, you know, it's, you know, it's McDonald's. You're not getting primo service where they're going to give yeah. you a little fucking cup of sorbet before every fucking <laughs> chicken nugget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, no. Uh, but, you know, um, McDonald's, that is, uh, that's like, I call that the last resort food, you know, is like, mm-hmm. you're you're hungry, you just want something simple and easy, and last resort is McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get some haters. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my, McDonald's is like, we were just about to give you sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. Um, I love McDonald's. It's the greatest. I'll edit that out. Uh, we love McDonald's. <laughs> Actually, I honestly, I don't mind McDonald's. Uh, give me a nice quarter pounder with cheese. Uh, you know, I like me, their. I like their chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets are good. Uh, I did happen to uh, get one of those Oreo. Uh, 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 what is it? Cookies and cream pie you know how you get the apple oh, yeah, pie yeah i got yeah. the cookies and cream pie i know i haven't had that one it's yeah it's just whatever it's yeah. it is what it is i like the strawberry and cream or the blueberry oh, and cream when they had the, i did have the strawberry and cream when they had it they yeah. still have those i don't know if they still have them i i think those types are like apple's always a staple mm-hmm. yeah, they always have apple absolutely and i think they just kind of change it up every so every few months you know yeah, I, I was thinking the strawberry and the strawberry and cream was kind of a, um, a seasonal. seasonal type thing, yeah. but yeah, if you, yeah, those were pretty good. Yeah, I really like real those. Yeah. I forgot about those. I imagine the pumpkin ones will be coming out. Oh, shit. you know it is getting it is getting close to that time. Yeah, man. I'm seeing the pumpkin spice stuff in the it, stores. Really? So, yeah. Oh, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. Are you? No, no. I, I just. I mean, it's all right. I mean, but I just. I'm not one of these people that are crazy about it, you know. That, well, and, you know, that's like the McRib. I, I don't do, – are you a McRib oh, guy? Oh, I'm a McRib guy. <laughs> oh, I eat I the better, he- I hell out of those I better tread lightly things. on that one, then. I eat the hell out of those things when they're out. Oh, my God. Do you realize it's not really rib? <laughs> oh, I don't care. It's good. I don't care what it is. It I, uh, pig's ass. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure it's a pig's ass. <laughs> or you know it could be uh just the taint i don't know it could be <laughs> could be one of the two pieces of of meat uh i never i just i i think i had it one time and i was like what in the hell is this meat i mean they score it like it looks like a rib but it's definitely not a rib but the the sauce is good 
That, I'm sure that's why you keep going back because of the McRib sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can't be for the meat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'll agree because I got one one time and there was barely any sauce on it. Really? I'm like, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> Did you take it back in? No, I was hungry. I ate the <laughs> I, he, was, he ate the tape. He ate the tape. Well, see, it was, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was late at night. We were coming back from Triton's, uh, oh, the kids were all still like in elementary school and junior high. They It was um, a sectional or regional game or something. Right on. You know, they, they were playing um, Cherubusco and... We were coming back late, and I was starving. And believe me, there's many a nights where it's like the only thing open is a McDonald's, oh, yeah. and you're like, "Fuck it, give me some fries and a quarter pounder yeah. with cheese." Coming, and coming back from a band competition, oh, many and many a times. <laughs> what was I? I, I think um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the one in Plymouth I hit coming back from a gig one night because I'd stopped at one in some weird ass town and. On the way back, because I think we were in Laporte, and I stopped at this fucking restaurant. I, I think it was a Burger King, and I pulled up. All the lights are on. All these fucking lights are on, and I'm like, okay, they're still open. It was, you know, it was the brink of, you know, kind of like between 12 and 1. It's like, oh, they're still open. I pull up to the drive through and I sat there, and I sat there, and I'm like, Hello? Hello, and then I pull around. There ain't no fucking cars parked around back. The, the, the place is empty. I probably sat there probably ten minutes waiting for the motherfucker to go on the speaker. <laughs> and I was so pissed. And I so I drove down and I said, "Well, maybe McDonald's in Plymouth is open." And sure as shit, they were. So I got McDonald's at like one o'clock in the morning, coming back from a gig. Oh, done that many times. <sighs> Not coming back from a gig, but, you know, just being out partying late at night and hitting a bar and then... Well, like when you were when you were working the wrestling circuit, did were those late nights? Did, I mean... Yeah, but when I got started in the wrestling thing, it was right after... it. Well, it was just before COVID. Ah. And then COVID hit and nothing was freaking open. Right. Night, you know, so, yeah, I wasn't really doing it then. I mean, But, yeah, back like when... I was young, and Marty and I were going to bars and stuff, you know. You know, we'd, like, usually we'd hit Burger King after, you mm-hmm. know, a bar, you know, get something to eat, soak up the alcohol. A know. little bit, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was, uh, me and me and my buddy Billy used to go down to uh, Noblesville, down to okay. Ruoff or whatever, to see concerts. And uh, we had it timed out. We knew when we needed to leave there. And hit the Taco Bell before they closed in some little town on the way home. And then we'd always stop and get Taco Bell. We'd just load up on fucking soft tacos. And that was the, that was the, uh, by the time I got home, then I just fucking released it all. There you go. (laughs) Taco Bell pissed me off. Not not a Taco Bell guy anymore? I I mean, I still like Taco Bell, but I didn't, the one in Warsaw down there off of the older one. I know people listening are probably like, what the, what fuck, the fuck is he talking yeah. about? Yeah. But anyway, Taco Bell and Warsaw, I waited in line, I will bet you 45 minutes, because it was just packed. Uh-huh. And 
I got finally got up to the drive-through to order, and they go, "Oh, we can't take any more orders. Our computer went down." <laughs> I'm like, "Motherfucker! I just waited in line 45 minutes. Do it old school, man. Get you a pen and paper. Yeah, write that motherfucker down. Write that fucker down. <laughs> fucking get your fucking calculator on your phone, because I know you got one." <laughs> yeah, that's right and i have cash so don't fuck with me exactly i had cash <laughs> my favorite because uh, in warsaw we have two taco bells so we have the the original one which is the one you're talking about yeah. and they build a new one out there by uh by the super walmart the super and walmart. uh in that area and i i pull in there one one day <laughs> it's just lunchtime this is lunchtime i pull up and there's nobody in the drive-thru and i pull up and the guy goes Hi, welcome to Taco Bell. I just need to tell you, we don't have no lettuce. We have don't have no tortilla shells. We don't have any cheese. We don't have any Baja Blast, and we don't have any Mountain Dew. Is there anything I can get you? <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's a fucking Taco Bell, motherfucker. How are you not going to have tortilla shells? That happened to us in Michigan. Really? Yeah, we went through Taco Bell. We don't have any lettuce or beef. I'm like, how the? <laughs> that should be your two main things you have. <laughs> and tortilla shells. And tortilla shells. <laughs> Apparently, they had those. <laughs> oh, they fucking these the goddamn things kill me sometimes. It's insane. All right, Frankie, what do you got for me today? What do I got for you today? I'm ready, man. I'm okay. ready. So it is time for question of the pod. 80s edition. Okay. <laughs> kind of going with our theme today of what we're going to talk about. Okay. You know. and I'm scared. No, no. I just was wondering, some of my favorite songs were power ballads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. was your favorite power ballad of the 80s? Oh, man. I... I, I... And does it make you cry? <laughs> sorry, Cole. I'm sorry, Colton. I apologize. <laughs> oh man, you're just pushing all his buttons today. Okay. Um, uh, power ballads of the there were so there were so many great ones, but I I believe I, I can give you two. Two? Can I give you two? Yeah. All right. Let's start off. Let's my number two, and it you know it had made me cry. It does make me cry. Uh, Carrie by Europe. That was one of those power ballads that I absolutely loved and would play on repeat. The other one was how my number one, my number one, House of Pain, Faster Pussycat. You son of a bitch. Did I steal steal your number one? You fucking stole mine. (laughs) That song, and I can understand because, you know, it had a very sentimental thing for me, you know, and. I just I listen to that song and I'm just like oh, Chico's worried now. We really are sharing a brain. Yeah. Now, now Chico's gonna be listening. All of a sudden he's like tonight he just like for some reason I had to listen to House of Pain by Faster <laughs> Music. Yeah. Um Yeah, no uh, th- yeah, for the, uh, the exact same reason. It was yeah. like, you know, it's that uh it's that your dad's gone and this is you know, this is the house of pain that you live in and, mm-hmm. and it meant a lot meant a lot growing up for me. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, there's so many great power ballads out there, but yeah, those are the two that probably stick out the most. Yeah. House of Pain, man. That song just, that hit me in the feels. I mean, real bad. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that, you know, I'm totally going to have to clip out that part with your face. (laughs) (laughs) 
you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it just, and coming from Factor Pussycat, yeah. it does not seem like a song they would do. No, no, it was because, not. Because, you know, they we talked about them before. They're kind of a weird group of guys, you know. Yeah. I think, uh, do you remember we were talking about that in, uh, well, that would be the Jim and Tammy episode, I believe? Uh, probably. I do believe what I was watching was The Decline of the Western Civilization. Okay. Okay. Part yeah, I've heard of that. I've two. heard of that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've heard of that. I think that's what I was watching that they were in. Um, I was reading something today, and I was like, that came up. I was like, fuck, that's what that was. So. Mm-hmm. As we go back, yeah. we go back to the Wayback Machine. Power ballads, baby. Yeah, great songs. I mean, they're some of my favorite. Uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into this, shall we? Oh, yeah. All right. You want my write-up? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Hit it. All right. <clears throat> Borrowing heavy from the fashion and image of the 1970s glam rock, Hair metal of the 80s took on a new life of its own. Coming from L.A.'s Sunset Strip, early bands like Motley Crue, Hanoi Rocks, Night Ranger, Rat, Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, Bon Jovi, and Dokken are just a few of the army that would become Hair Nation. We are here today to talk about the hair band era. Woohoo! Some of the best. Oh man! And I just rattled off a shit ton of them, and I didn't even touch. And and you know, here's the thing though, because this can be an argument with people. What do you consider a hair band or a glam band? You know, because I know some people would not consider Quiet Riot, you know, like a glam band or a hair band. Right. You know, you know, I when I say hair band, I'm thinking like the Poison, the uh-huh. Warrants, you know. Absolutely. Cinderella, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, it, it's it's tricky when you genre something like that, uh, you know, uh, because, it, you know, when you say glam metal, that's where I go is the poisons and, uh, you know, the, the complete full makeup and, and, you know, not kiss makeup, but, you no, know, yeah. like, like an eyeliner and, and blush. But then you get... Dokken, which and Bon Jovi, which really never used a lot of the, you know, uh, blush and eyeliner shit, but mm-hmm. where the hair was just as tall oh, the, as yeah. most of the women that you'd ever meet. Um, and then you get into like Skid Row and and you know uh, some the bands like that where they had the long hair, but it really wasn't like all teased up, and they were yeah. you know they were just a, a rock a rock band so yeah. to speak, or like Factor. Pussycat, like we were talking about, they were kind of considered in that genre, but they were really more of a sleaze rock, I guess you would call it. What do you call it? Sleaze rock? Sleaze rock. That's what I was looking up, because I know that there was another genre that they kind of threw in there. Which are kind of still, you know, they got the hair, some of them, but they're more greasy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They're sleazier. Well, I mean... You know, Pastor Pussycat put out songs like Bathroom Wall and Babylon and, Babylon. and uh, you know, songs like that where they were just, it was just like, you know, all about sex and drugs and, and you oh, know, yeah. rock and roll. Even though Poison was still about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it was just a little more poppier. And cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't talking about, you know, 
partying at Bel Air with Buffy and Bippy. (laughs) (laughs) Although, Brett Michael does say, and I want action, I'll take her and make her. Mm. So he does say that. that, that, That's wrong, Brett. That is wrong. (laughs) At that time, it wasn't wrong. (laughs) Oh, Brett Michaels, the stories he could tell us. Oh. Can you imagine just sitting down, picking his brain? I'm oh, not, man. I don't know about the business. I want to know what happened behind the scenes. That could be uh, oh. dangerous to know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, basically, borrowing come from the 70s, uh, you know, glam rock, uh, you know, uh, hair hair metal kind of took from, you know, bands like T-Rex and the, and the New York Dolls and obviously David Bowie. I mean, David Bowie was was glam glam metal long before glam metal was a thing oh yeah but um you know besides the i mean when you think hair when you think hair nation you think Dokken, you think poison you think uh motley crew what you may not think is is alice cooper and kiss even though they were still kind of shoved in that that genre a little bit too more theatrical uh if you've never seen an Alice Cooper show, I have never seen. I've always wanted to. Oh I just never have. God, you gotta see an Alice Cooper show. I mean, does he still do the same type of show nowadays? Uh huh. Okay. I, yeah. Full blown man. When he yeah. goes out, he goes out full blown. So yeah, I know a lot of times he plays smaller venues. So I don't. Right. I didn't know if he could still put on the same. I seen him at the Morris. Okay. And uh, yeah, he went full throttle. I mean, um, guillotine. You know, the whole nine yards. Um, he was at Ball State oh, a couple wow. years ago. Oh wow! And I and I looked into getting tickets, you know, because uh, I'm like, this would be a great place to go see a concert. And I seen the Here Come the Mummies there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's a great place to see a show. And they slapped it on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck wants to drive to Muncie on a Tuesday night? Mm. <laughs> but well worth it if you ever want to see Alice Cooper. Man, make the trip if you haven't seen him. So. Definitely uh, put that on your bucket list. But all right, so let's get into a little bit more of the. Um, well, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the history of? Do you want to talk to mainstream? Do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about, Frankie? Hey, you know you're the music guy. You know you go where you think we need to go, and I'll just chime in. <laughs> I don't know, man. There is so much information oh, yeah. revolved around the hair band. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Sunset Strip. Okay. Let's go. Let's talk about early Motley Crue. Let's talk about um, who else was in that at that time? Uh, Poison. Poison. Um, Striper. Yes. Yeah. All running through places like. Um, now I'm drawing a blank. The Whiskey A Go Go. The Whiskey A Go Go. Yeah. That was kind of what. That was kind of the biggest place that was yeah. going on. What uh, What else was along there that they were uh, playing? But the um, cat house there? I'm or, thinking, yeah. Or, I, that, or that in San Francisco. I oh, I don't remember. know. Oh, let me let me look it up. Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for one second. Nope. I, I got it, but I don't even, still don't know where it's at. Cat House was a rock and roll dance club that initially opened September 23rd, 1986. Hey, cool, my birthday. Oh, there you go. In... Your birthday. That's coming up quick, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, September 23rd. Son of a yeah. bitch. 
September 23rd, people. Make sure you jump on the email and wish. Oh, this episode will come out long after your birthday. <laughs> will it be? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was in L.A. Yeah. Address Cat House Hollywood, North Highland Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Only open on Tuesday nights. <laughs> really? Oh, Seriously. Open only on Tuesday nights since it was founded in 1986. Well, it was the only night that Ricky Rackman and Tommy Tammy Down were sober. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, you know, that stretch in the 80s was where everybody was hanging out. And it's, it's interesting to listen to some of the stories from back there. Um, you know, the guys in the band would... Uh, meet up with the girls and then the girls would basically support them through, you know, uh, with what they say, food, drugs, and makeup, I guess. Is. Well, yeah, makeup. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be the makeup. So, can you imagine what it was like back then in, in the 80s? Oh, man. I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have been there. I... I and not because of the party and just to hear some of these bands oh, yeah. before they were, you know, what they became. I would have loved to seen Axl Rose in Hollywood Rose. Yes. There. Absolutely. I mean, I think that would have been an interesting thing. It's like, oh, I seen them before he was actually in Guns N' Roses. And yeah. The night that they opened up for L.A. Guns or, you know, somebody else like that. I'm trying to find a list of the 80s rock rock clubs and i just i'm not it's giving me one there now but oh here we go oh historic rock club okay he found it yeah we got the echo we got el cid el cid why does that sound familiar where was uh, el cid el cid was kind of more of a dance club uh jane's addiction played there a lot i guess okay they would have the Viper Room. Now that's a known one. There you go, the Viper Room. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I would. Uh, Dragonfly, the Mint, the Smell. Okay. The Smell. I'm gonna pass on that <laughs> one. <laughs> the Satellite, the Roxy. Oh yeah. And the Troubadour. There you go. Yeah. Some of the big ones. I'm just looking over a list of some of these 80s bands. Yeah. I mean, so many. Yeah, I mean, being back, yeah, to be able to go, you know, to go back in the way back machine, if you will, and <laughs> get to go hang out on the strip and listen, and go see the band play before they were. But how weird would it be to see Motley Crue playing a set and then, like, Striper go on right after him, you know? Yeah. To me, that would just be kind of weird. So, if we had a time machine, that's where you would go. Oh, wow, I'd love to. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure maybe if I thought about it, maybe there's other places I'm going to go. But <laughs> right well, now, what we're talking about, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying that if, if you had a time machine, that would be one of the places that, I mean, would be the top of the list to go. Oh, yeah. On a Tuesday night. On the Sunset Strip, with all of these no-name bands playing, 
And you would get, the, I mean, that would be it. It's like, well, who's on the bill tonight? Uh, well, we got some new band called Guns N' Roses. Um, they're opening up for uh, this guy named Ted Nugent, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. Did Nugent play out there? I don't even know if he played out there or not. But. Well, he was kind of in the 70s. He may have, but I don't know. Right on. You know. Damn damn Yankees didn't come around to what, the 90s though, right? Yeah. No, they were uh, late 80s. Were they late 80s? Yeah. Uh, you know, if anybody doesn't know who Damn Yankees is, it was kind of a compression of Night Ranger, Sticks, Ted Nugent, and who was the drummer from? I think he was like the one, a random guy. Just I don't, a random Yeah, dude. I don't think he was anybody <laughs> from any big time band. He was Tommy Shaw's buddy that was mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah. I play drums. Oh, fuck yeah, bring him in. Not the guy <laughs> sleeping on the couch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be the first drummer who slept on a couch and got, got to, to be uh, well known. Um, oh, you know what? I just thought of another really big glam band. That was Vinnie Vincent's Invasion. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with big hair, all tons of makeup. Um, Vinnie Vincent, Dana Strum, um, Mark Slaughter. Mark Slaughter. Well, uh, the first the first singer was Robert uh, uh, Fetterman. Oh, okay. And then um, the all time best drummer ever, Bobby Rock. Bobby Rock. Bobby Rock. I, I like that dude. He's actually drumming for another '80s girl. Uh, Lita Ford. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I knew, I knew that. you knew that because I've, ta- I've talked yeah, about it before. Yeah. I knew that. Now that you say that, like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, I mean, us growing up in the 80s, this was our music, what was coming out. I remember I remember going to the Poison shows and, and seeing Cinderella and uh, seeing L.A. Guns with ACDC. I don't know. ACDC come up in the 70s, you know, yeah. a little bit more than the 80s. But still, they were still relevant in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck, they're still relevant in the 2024. Even though there's only one, two, one original, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you're right. Yeah, with I think Mal- Angus is the only one yeah. that's original. Yes. And I, I don't even... I know that Malcolm was, was always his rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Uh, bon Scott was the lead singer. Phil but Rudd. Phil Rudd was bass player? Yeah, I believe so. Right on. And then, or the drummer. I don't remember if he's the drummer or the bass. They went through so many drummers, yeah. it's hard to keep up with. Uh, yeah, I think Phil Rudd. Yeah, Phil Rudd, I believe, was the bassist. Right on. I believe. Shit, I just thought of another song. Whoa, you did? Yeah. All right. The Flame by Cheap Trick. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. That's a good one. That's a good power ballad. Yes. This could go on all night, guys. Yeah, I mean, really. Could. I mean, I could say. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh where what were we talking about before i rudely interrupted oh uh, we were talking about acdc uh yeah phil rudd was the drummer okay so who was their bass player in the original uh all right and i will tell you i'll know it as soon as i see the name obviously yeah isn't that the I'll worst like, oh motherfuck i knew that <laughs> Cliff Williams. Hmm. Nope. Didn't know that. Yep. I did. And then when Malcolm left, Stevie Young, which was his nephew, took over for a while. When Malcolm passed? When he, well. Did Malcolm leave the band for a while? Yeah. Well, during the blow up your video Video. tour, uh, it was Stevie. He was in rehab. Oh. There you go. Yeah. 
But yeah, Malcolm has passed. Bon Scott's passed. They've swapped out drummers and bass players many times over the years. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Angus is the only original member of ACDC. But I mean, he was pretty much the face. He's pretty much the oh, face yeah. of ACDC. Um, even with Brian Johnson coming in in uh, in the '80s with Back in Black, what was, yeah. was that '84? Was that an '84 album? That was like '81, I think. Is it back that? Is it back that far? Yeah. Um. Uh, even even you know, Brian Johnson's longevity in ACDC. Yeah. He was replaced a, for a short period of time because of uh, was it throat? Yeah, or, he had throat problems. Yeah. I mean, if you sing like that for for oh. thirty five years, you're gonna eventually have throat problems. But and who was he replaced by? None other than. Mm-hmm. Axel Rose. Who would have thought Axel Rose front in ACDC? Did anybody ever have any video of that anywhere? I have have looked, and I cannot find anything. (laughs) Because I wanted to hear, because I heard he did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I honestly believe that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to Axel Rose, because I think it put him in his place in a band that he was not in control of and where he had to go by a schedule and there was no getting around it. Whereas, you know, the things that he did in Guns N' Roses, um, you know, were pretty uncool. So, but, uh, yeah, I think that was great for him, you know, to kind of get into that and, and, uh, totally, you know, kind of mellow down. And I think that's why you got, uh, Slash and Duff joined them in them doing the, the small tour that they did or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Oh, Brian Johnson, he joined ACDC in 1980 after the death of Bon okay. Scott. So it was about 80, 81 when Back in yeah. Black came out. Yeah. 84 just seems to be that, yeah. you know, the center of a lot of things for, for music and stuff like that. That's why I always mm-hmm. go there. Yeah. Um, well, who else do we have in the 80s that would be considered a hair band? How about Britney Fox? Britney Fox. Yes, I love them. They are awesome until Dizzy Dean Davison left the band. And and nothing again, you know, the guy that took his place, but... I just it wasn't the same. Dizzy, well, he's was he? I, you got to forgive me. I don't remember. I don't remember names of Britney Fox. So uh, Dizzy Dean Davidson, he was the lead singer. Okay, I was thinking he was, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. He went. He went on to form a band called Black Black Eyed Susan, I believe, and they. I don't think they really made any noise of significance. The only reason I know of them because I was a fan of Britney Fox. Right on, so, and. Yeah, it's not Britney Fox isn't a woman, it's a band. All guys. <laughs> not like Samantha Fox, no. who I lusted after on the posters on my wall. There but, you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they uh, they got Yeah, they broke up. It was a very bad breakup and it wasn't It's interesting and, to me uh the fans that Britney Fox had um and I'm not picking on them. I'm not picking on the band, but they only had like one mediocre hit, and that was what Girl School. Girl School, a long way to love, kind of was a long way to love. I forgot about that one, yeah. but I mean, it was that yeah, their wasn't first even... album. Yeah, they had. 
yeah, they had those two songs, got a lot of rotation on MTV. You know, that kind of a sign you've kind of made it. Kind of made it if you make it on MTV. Yeah, and you get into the heavy (laughs) rotation. And then their second album, um, I just... It wasn't that good? It wasn't that good. It it had a a good cover of um, Hair of the Dog. Okay. But... I said, I've seen Britney Fox. They were great in concert. I enjoyed them, but I never, never placed them in that elite. No, uh, not at all. They didn't last long enough to me. Yeah, they, and when they got that new singer and they put out Bite Down Hard, I was all excited and I got it and it was just a terrible, terrible. Tommy Paris, I believe is his name. Why does that sound familiar? He plays in a band if you're familiar with counting cars yeah the count his uh count 77 or whatever the band's called yeah he was like a keyboardist or something for him right on. or is a keyboardist for him weird weird uh another band that uh had a lot of uh, a lot of hype behind them in the 80s was a band called badlands do you remember them yes i seen them in concert i did too who'd they open for uh Great White and Tesla. There you go. That's right. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so was I. We went to a lot of concerts, not together, yeah. but together. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so let's let's talk about the mm. talk about the Badlands for one second. Yeah. Badlands actually was uh, come from. Jakey Lee, yeah. who was... Uh, That's why at, I went to the concert. Because Jake, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I went because of Great White. I was a huge Great White fan. Yeah. I loved Great White. Uh, but Jakey Lee was actually the guitar player for Ozzy's band after Randy Rose was killed. I mean, there was a there was a transition. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Uh, the... the oh, shit. The, the, Night the, Ranger. Night Ranger. Uh, uh, Brad Gillis. Brad Gillis, yes. yes. Brad Gillis filled in, finished off the tour... Uh, Fuck! Uh, uh, it would have been the Blizzard of Oz tour, right? I'm trying to think. Or Diary of Madman. It was Diary of Madman. Diary of Madman. Yeah. Okay. So, Randy was killed during the Diary of Madman tour. Uh, uh, Brad Gillis comes in. All due respect, Brad Gillis fucking killed it. If oh. you if you seen or heard any of the stuff that, you know, how do you walk in and fill the fucking shoes of Randy Rhodes? You don't absolutely don't but he came so close and especially with being such a high pressure spot and all of that tech and he just he was he did amazing oh yeah but it, man, I, I guess it oh, being a guitarist for ozzy i mean every one of them will oh yeah i'll tell you it's a pain in the ass yeah yeah for I, sure i seen a thing with zach wild where he did they asked about working with Ozzy, and he just kind of shook his head. He was like, <laughs> I loved it, but... <laughs> At the same time, I fucking hated it. Um, but also, uh, so Ray Gillen was on vocals, but a name that you might also know that was in Badlands is Eric Singer. Yes. Eric Singer was the drummer, and he went on to... Well, he played with Alice Cooper. I, when I saw Alice Cooper, Eric Singer was a drummer. Oh, yeah. But he also went on to replace... Eric Carr. Yes. In Kiss. In Kiss. 
And he's to this day still in Kiss. Yeah. Well, uh, employed by Kiss. Yeah, he's employed by Kiss. He's not a member of the band. He is not a member of the he band. He's an employee. That is very, very true. And, and he then Tommy Thayer both. Yeah. <laughs> and they and he dons the uh, uh, the cat makeup. Yep. So there you go. That's a little thing about that. But let's jump on the great white Tesla yeah. train since we since we went there. I am fucking huge fan of Great White. Yeah. I have been for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Great White had the song um, Once Bitten, Twice Shy, yeah. which was like their probably their biggest hit. But, I mean, oh, my God, dude. Some of the fucking songs that they did. The best one they ever did, Wasted Rock Rain. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My favorite all-time Great White song. Your all-time favorite Great White song. <laughs> I need a list because uh, I, I can't remember all of the songs. Um, Mr. Bone was one that I was I was really, really into. That's my wife's favorite. Is it really? Mr. Bone. I remember sitting in the car waiting on Bobby to come out of. She was in the play. And... Uh, I was sitting there with my guitar and some tab, and I was with a fucking cassette deck. <laughs> rewind, play. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Um, their album, uh, the album Twice Shy, uh, Move It, Heart of a Hunter, The Angel Song. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bone, Babies on Fire, House of Broken Love. House of Broken Oh, my God. Did, did you see when they were in Warsaw? Did you go to that no, when they did, did the contest? I did not. Uh, oh, man. He looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sounded good. <laughs> is uh, Was that Jack Russell's Great yeah, White? Yeah, Jack Russell's okay. Great White. Yeah. Where was he at? They, they played the concert in the park. Really? Yeah. They played with, um, they opened up for Dockin. Oh. And Dockin sucked. <laughs> I didn't realize they were opening up. I might have went to that. Yeah, Dawkins was really bad attitude. Well, well, you know, Don Dawkins. Yeah, was a bad okay. L- let's let's pump the brakes. It was just the Don Dawkins band, basically. I mean, well, it was Dawkins. It was built on Dawkins. Yeah, but George Lynch was not there. Oh, George Lynch wasn't there. No. One of the most amazing things I ever remember seeing was him walking out on stage when he was in Lynch Mob. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think uh, they open for Ozzy. Does that sound about right? Lynch Mob. I seen them open up Cinderella. Okay. And Nelson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Yeah, that's it. That was. Yeah, that was where I saw them. Was they opened up for? They opened up for for them. I remember. I, I remember Lynch Mob was fucking terrible because it wasn't because the music was bad. It was because whoever was running the soundboard. You couldn't understand anything, even when he was just the lead singer was talking. You couldn't understand anything he said. It was just all muffled and and mush, and it, it, he had an accent. And I'm not picking on accents, but but between those two items, between his accent and the fucking moron running the soundboard, it, you couldn't understand a word he said when he was singing or when he was talking. But the moment the fucking George Lynch walks out on that stage. The rest of it you didn't give a shit about because no. fucking George Lynch is on the stage. And, yeah. and I felt the same way when Zach Wild, when I got to see Zach Wild and he walked out. I'm like, that's fucking Zach Wild right there. Yeah. And that's early Zach Wild. That's not like Black Label Society Zach mm-hmm. Wild. This is big hair, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, 
Target guitar, you know, mm-hmm. Target. Not from oh, Target. Not <laughs> he probably could have still made the motherfucker go. I, you absolutely knew it. <laughs> but, so, I've seen Cinderella, t- I think, twice. I saw him on the Heartbreak Station, then I seen him on I seen him on Low Cold Winter, and then Long Heartbreak Cold Station, Winter, yeah, Heartbreak, yeah, which is where we're at now with this one, hmm. Heartbreak or uh, Long Cold Winter tour. So they go out on tour. They got Lynch Mob, and they've got fucking uh, Nelson. Nelson. I love fucking Nelson. And guess <laughs> who was drumming for Nelson at that time? Oh, I could have told you that before, but I can't think now. Bobby Rock. Bobby Rock from Vinnie Vincent's Invasion from the Lita Ford Band. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I fucking love Bobby Rock. He's. I. I did I tell you I bought his uh, book no. off of his website? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's autographed. Oh, he nice. au- yeah, he autographed it, and then he sent me a note on the inside, and it, it said something about enjoy the, enjoy going back to the the old days or something to that effect. But there's like a little card in it. But, oh. um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to listen to, to go through his studio sessions with Vinnie Vincent. Uh, you know, being a kid from Texas, flying back and forth to L.A. just to do tracks and and how much of an asshole Vinnie Vincent was. And, oh, yeah. I mean, he he doesn't talk bad about Vinnie Vincent, but just the way that things were set up and done, you could tell that, yeah, it was miserable. And he was playing to a click track the whole time. And and if he was just a a millimeter off on a kick drum, he had to go back and re-record the entire fucking thing. And, oh, yeah, it was it sounded like a nightmare. But. Nelson hits the fucking stage, and I have been to a lot of concerts at this point. I'd seen Poison. I'd seen ACDC. I'd seen all of these bands. I have never in my fucking life seen a crowd light up like when those Nelson boys walked out on stage. Oh, yeah. All the women went fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. I I was surprised. I thought, okay, this is going to be really boring. And it really wasn't. I mean, they put on a good stage show. Mm -hmm. They had a great stage show. And vocally, live, they were really, really good. The band was great, too. I'm not not picking on the band. But, I mean, you would think if you go back and listen to, uh, like, After the Rain or uh, a couple of other songs, their harmonies that they did are amazing. Mm Mm-hmm on the record and then when you know when you get a band besides like maybe maybe michael anthony he's probably one of the few backup singers that does a harmony vocal that you go fuck that dude can sing mm-hmm. michael anthony from van halen yeah or chicken foot or yeah whatever he's not in van halen anymore that's for sure uh he got booted out because he was friends with sammy and that yeah. was the end of that but anyway i, I digress um their vocals were just, I mean, the the set was brilliant. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, it made me a Nelson fan. And I know you kind of made the look like it was Nelson. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they really did put on a good show. Oh, they did. And, I... and they were really enjoyable. Yeah. But you ain't seen a fucking concert until you've seen Cinderella in concert. Oh, yeah. Back in the, back in the oh, 80s. Oh, Yeah. Yes. Oh. And I always loved, they ended every concert the same way. They had all the other bands come on. That opened up and they had that big jam fest. Yeah, and, uh, I Tom Keeper was actually in Wabash last weekend. Yeah, the Tom Keeper band. I would have loved to have. Wanted I wanted to go. I couldn't afford it. I how much? How much for tickets? I think they. I'm not sure exactly how much, but I know at the time I just couldn't. Right on. Put it together. Oh, that's fair. I was, you know, I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking it's uh, a Honeywell Center. It couldn't be too damn much, but they've been getting some big, big names. They in have there. been. They've been getting a ton of shit they, in there. Yeah. I mean, some very impressive shows. But yeah, I would have. We actually talked about it, and you know, we were actually doing the families helping families that night. So yeah, we actually probably could have made it. By the time we got out of there, <laughs> we could have drove down and been part of the show. But yeah, we didn't quite do that. But anyways, uh, yeah. Tom Keeper and Cinderella, I mean, back then they did not hesitate to put everything into their show, whether it be the grand piano lowering from the ceiling or it's snowing during long, cold winter or, oh, man, what I I need to go back. Do you suppose that that concert's on YouTube somewhere? I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm betting it probably is. I'd like to go see yeah, it. The, the the Fort Wayne concert or just, no, just like, any, just, any, any show, show off that, that, that tour, tour. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they probably can find something. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing to see. I'd like to go back and relive that. Uh, and I don't know how you could find it now, but didn't back, it seemed like back in the eighties, like the band that had these big tours at the end of it, they would release like a cassette tape or not a cassette tape, but a video t- videotape of like their tour. Oh, I don't know. You know I, 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 it seemed like a lot of them did that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I, I don't know. I never paid attention, probably because I couldn't afford it at that time. Uh, so yeah. I was lucky to be able to get the ticket and you know my young ass get find a ride over to Fort Wayne. Let alone, uh, um, well, I think me and Bobby end up going to a ton of them. She when you know we first started dating and she was driving, we we she would drive over there. But um, yeah, just kind of putting the funding together just to get some of those, you know. Without jobs. <laughs> it's like, Mom, Cinderella's going to town again. Hey. I want to go. Can I borrow 25 bucks? I mean, borrow. I mean, you just give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So I, get I actually seen Cheap Trick when we talk, we're talking about 80s bands and hair bands and Cheap Trick, The Flame, Big Power Ballad. I actually seen... Cheap Trick with uh, the opening act. The first band was House of Lords. Do you remember them? I do. I bought their CD and I, or their tape, and I absolutely hated it. Got a headache every time I listened really, to it. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, the only impressive thing was is he played a guitar solo with his beer bottle, and that was kind of, he played, you know, did like a slide thing, about the only impressive thing about him. But I thought they had one good song. I can't remember what it was now. I do. But, I could never make it through the tape, man. Right I would on. get a freaking massive headache every time I listen to it. <laughs> and uh, the other, the other, uh, the second band was Joan Jett and the uh, and the uh, the Blackhearts. Blackhearts. Hey, that'd yeah. be all right. No, it was it was it was more than all right. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an amazing thing, but. Here's the here's the trip to this whole story. I was concert buddies with Eric Wagner. Okay. We went and seen ACDC, went and seen Poison, went and seen Cinderella, you know. This show was on December 26th, the day after Christmas. Okay. And he couldn't go because he had a family obligation. And I was so bummed because I wanted to see Joan Jett so bad. My mom took me, dropped me off, went and watched a movie, and fiddled around in Fort Wayne, and then come back and picked me up. Wow. 
in almost blizzard conditions. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Mom of the year right Mom there. Mom of the year right there. Unbelievable. So you were at the concert by yourself? I was at the concert by I've myself. I've never been to a concert by myself. I just don't know how I would react to that. I mean, I went up and sat down and enjoyed the show. And, I mean, you know, I didn't have to worry about being down on the floor with all my friends or anything like that, which I had done a million times. But it was like go up and set. Uh, It wasn't, you know, obviously it's December 26th. The place was not full. I mean, it was there was a lot of people there. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there were, you know, I I sat with a couple empty or empty seats around me. But. Yeah, it was. I just sat and enjoyed the show. I mean, I had a good spot on the side where I could see everything. And um, Cheap Trick did an amazing job. Rick Nielsen is amazing guitar player for Cheap Trick. Yes, he is. And uh, you know, he come out with that. He has a couple of guitars that really stick out to me. One of them is a guitar that looks like him. Oh wow! So his the, it's a double neck guitar, so that's his legs. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, one. and he come out and he played that. Oh, it's fucking cool as shit because I mean it is a guitar with his face and body on it. And then he has a seven neck guitar. How the hell did that it work? is a very big guitar? <laughs> <laughs> so he plays most of it right in the, on these. You know, they're they're all seven strings, I think. Mm-hmm. And he went and he reached down all the way to that bottom neck and played like one high note and lifted that son of a bitch up in wow. the air. But yeah, I always liked Cheap Trick drummer because I was just impressed because he had a very small kit. Oh yeah, and you know he did he did amazing stuff on it. And... Um. And he has since passed away, yeah. and they were they, they brought somebody else in, but uh, Benny Ben E something I can't remember what his last name is, um, but he uh, what always killed me was he, he always smoked the entire time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there wasn't a point where the guy wasn't had his didn't have a cigarette in his Wasn't mouth. that like a Huey Lewis's guitar player, bass player, bass player? Yeah, their yeah. bass player. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, every time you looked up, he was lighting a cigarette up on stage, <laughs> and he he would play with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. It was amazing. I don't know how he did it. I did, no idea. It doesn't burn your eyes, I guess. But um, yeah. <laughs> but Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, unfucking believable. She was amazing. Everything I'd hoped in tight leather pants. <sighs> But she played for the other team, so. I don't care. <laughs> I'd still watch. <laughs> I love her. Um, did you ever Did you ever actually watch? Uh, you, when was the Runaways? They were late 70s, right? Yeah. Did you watch the movie that they put I, out? I hadn't. I haven't watched it yet. I should. You know, I love Lita Ford, so. You know, the thing with Lita, though, is she's barely in this movie. It, 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 it is so focused on Joan and uh, Sherry, Sherry um, and what they had going on and stuff like that. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the first time it, the first time I watched it, it, it was like you listening to uh, House of Lords. It gave me a headache <laughs> because there was a lot of a lot of uh, bright flashes. And, you know, some of the, the scenes that they they filmed was a little little funky but all in all uh, i really enjoyed it it was it was a really good movie and you know uh dakota fanning played sherry and 
uh, Kristen Stewart played uh, Joan, and Joan was actually on set for the movie to help kind of make it more of uh, realistic in yeah. what what happened. So, if you get a chance, you got to watch it. Right. It's really really good. Well, let me let me ask you this, Jeremy. Okay, like you know, you think of the hair bands. Now, what about like Lita Ford, uh, Vixen? Mm. You know, the girl band, do, do you think? I just think... Tony how much I love Joan Jett. Oh, I know that. <laughs> but do you consider them hair bands or well, glam uh, bands? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I guess we need to once again go back to the definition of what glam band is. Is glam band full makeup and tall hair? Then Lita Ford right. fits right in there. So mm-hmm. um, is it, do we define glam band as boys who dress up as girls? You know, then yeah, that, Lita Ford doesn't asking. fit in there. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I have stayed away from the, the name glam rock yeah. for a long, long time. And for me, it's always been Hair Nation. Hair it's, Nation. It's, it's that point where it was all about big hair and, and big attitude. And so, yes. If you want to talk about Hair Nation and and that, I'll I'll definitely put Lita Ford, Joan Jett, Vixen, one hundred percent on Vixen because their hair was taller than anybody else's. Oh yeah, uh, did you see them? I haven't. I I didn't. I did not see them. They I, opened up for somebody, and they I they opened I up remember. for Ozzy. I know White Lion and Ozzy. Fucking shit, man! There you go. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, I was there. Yeah, I wouldn't. You, you want that one? No, so you never seen Ozzy? I haven't seen Ozzy. I he ain't missing nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I I remember there was a reason I was gonna go, uh-huh. and I had to sit it out. I, I don't remember what was the reason, but there was a reason why. And if I missed the concert, there had there to had be to a been reason. a damn good reason. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. I need to sit down with you and just go over all these Port Wayne concerts so I can remember who opened for who because you <laughs> seem to have that like on lock. Mm. How do you remember all those? I mean, it just sticks with you. Yeah, I I remember. As my wife says, I am full of useless knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is kind of useless knowledge, unless you're talking to me, who can't remember what who what band opened for who. But yeah. um, yes, I was there. Ozzy, um, no rest for the wicked tour. I do yeah. believe White Lion got to see him do wait. Wait. Yeah, and wait. Uh, when children cry, oh man, that was one of those. <laughs> that, there you go, another fucking power ballad that oh, we yeah. didn't think about. Um, but yeah, uh, didn't they cover a Golden Earring song? Radar Love. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> love it, man. It was oh, a yeah. it was a great version. Yeah, Mike Tramp, man, he got a voice. He got one of those voices. That uh-huh. He just seemed to be able. He can carry anything, you know. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. And Vito, the guitar player, Vito, unbelievable. Vito Barrera, a lot Vito. of uh, a lot of uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen influence in the way he plays and and the taps and the hammers and all the stuff that he did in those solos. And um, did you ever get a chance to see Slaughter? Yes, seeing them with Kiss and Faster Pussycat. Okay, so you did get to see Faster Pussycat. Oh, I did see Faster Pussycat. <laughs> oh. Did you see Faster Pussycat back to back in Fort Wayne? Back to back. Uh huh. No. So, I and I and once again, uh, you know, we just talked about this. I can't remember who they opened up for, but the next concert that came to Fort Wayne, they were the opening act again. But it was a whole different 
concert. I mean, it was they had jumped tours. Okay. And they ended up back in Fort Wayne. <laughs> and, you know, Fort Wayne was doing, what, one, two concerts a month or oh, something like that? Oh, it seemed like yeah. it. Yeah, back then. There, there was a bunch of them going on at the Coliseum. So whatever they were on tour with, they come back, and they were the opening, the first band and the, and the new tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, did we just see them? And Bobby's like, yep, they were just here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I went to Fort Wayne. I don't know if you know when they do concerts up there at the Coliseum. Do they still have the general admission type tickets, or is it all seated now? Because I, back then, you know, you just bought a ticket, one price, and you, uh-huh. wherever the hell you wanted to go. Right. I uh, I actually have zero idea of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have not been to a concert in Fort Wayne in, uh, God, forever. Mm-hmm. Last one I was in in Fort Wayne was at Pierre's at Plain White Tees. I got free, I won free tickets. So nice. Me and Josh went. Uh-huh. How was it? Okay. Their right. stage, well, I'm trying to think because the first few bands that came out, I have no earthly idea who the hell any of them were. Right. Um, Plain White Team was really good. I mean, I don't like their stage. I'm not their stage, but the stage at Pierre because they got that big pole right in the middle. And you know, kind of like. Is that, I mean, this is recent. I haven't been to Pierre's in forever. A couple, couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, the concert was fine. You know, I had, you know, I enjoyed playing white tees, you know, if you like that kind of music, you know, it was good. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of their song. Was that Hey Delilah? Hey there, Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was just looking at Lillian Axe's thing, and oh, okay. uh, and uh, I'm a little perplexed by that. But anyways, we'll move on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many great bands in the 80s that I consider hair metal bands. And, yeah, I think you can lump all of them into it. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to throw Lita and Joan and and Vixen in with Poison and Rat. and mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think you just – that's my thing is I think they're all part of the same genre. It's just separate parts of the genre. Right, right. You know. Well, it's very, very true. So – yeah. All right, man. Let's get out of here. I we've been babbling. We've been babbling on for over an hour about all of our favorite bands. Do you have anything else you want to put out? I, he does. I, he does I do look have at a, him. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Because now there's a band called Steel Panther. <laughs> have you heard them at <laughs> I all? Fucking, I have not ever heard them. I yet. fucking love Steel Panther. Okay. I haven't. I know they're a glam rock. They are. Yeah. There's the the resurgence of of glam uh, or, or hair bands um, is uh, Steel Panthers leading the way, and uh, okay. So let me let me let me say what I think I know. Okay, but I don't know that it's that it's right. I was under the impression that Steel Panther is made up of the band themselves is made up of members who had worked with some of the other big acts along the way, the fill in guys, you know, the guitar player or the, you know, so on and so forth. Um, 
I don't know that that's true. I thought that I had heard that, and I thought that's how they come together because they were kind of like had a little club or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, who are you touring with this week? Oh, I'm drumming for Alice Cooper, or I'm on on road with, uh, you know, Joan Jett or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that that's for for fact. I, I need to look it up, um, but they sound like an '80s hair metal band. Uh, the lead singer's got that vocal that they've got everything down. They are really super fucking talented. And if you get a chance, just even look them up and look, <laughs> look up the song on YouTube, <laughs> death to all, but metal. Okay. Death to all, but metal. Okay. But metal. So uh, Sarah Silverman is in this video, and she's like, yeah, death to all butt metal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just shit like that. I mean, it, it they encompass this fucking deal, and, it, it you know, that style. But, it, yeah, I yeah. just I, I love these guys. Yeah, I, I just wondered. I didn't know if they were kind of making a mockery out of it or if they were an actual being serious. No, mm-hmm. they they like to have. Uh, okay, so listen. Uh, uh, so okay, hold on, hold on. Michael Starr, lead singer of Steel Panther, okay. um, was fronting. Here's his career. He, they've spelled that wrong. Lead singer of a David Lee Roth era Van Halen tribute band um, was. Uh, hold on. I'm reading. Uh, he was briefly the lead singer for L.A. Guns, say, uh, singing on the Wasted EP. And he also sung in a band called 7% Solution. So that is part of, yeah, that's part of it. So he was, um, yeah, he you was know, he did, so scene. I was close with it. Uh, he also apparently uh, uh, briefly appeared in the 2001 film Rockstar, playing the part of a singer auditioning for the fictitious Steel Dragon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So the guy coming, I wonder if that, that's got to be the guy that was coming out of the booth that he walked past. Yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be. I would think that's got to be the only thing I can think of. So that's Michael Starr, the lead singer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, eighties, you know, the eighties rock scene, the hair metal bands. I just thought they were the most talented guys out there. I still do. I mean, the things they could do, the vocal they could do, uh-huh. the drumming. Oh my God! Look at Mark Slaughter. Look what he could do. I mean, he did. He did. Um, he could, well, uh, there you go. One another power ballad, "Fly to the Angels." Yeah, um, you know, with that real low beginning, and then boom, up he goes, and and you know, and I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I could never fucking do that, yeah. and it pissed me off more than anything else. Yeah. But I know. hear that song, I think about went to a strip club. What? And I go, yeah, back when I was eighteen, deja vu. 
and they had one girl up there. She's like in the big flowy like wedding gown, uh-huh. and she did it to fly to the angels, and it was just. And that was one of those times that I know it was weird. You weren't even paying attention to her, to her being naked. You were just like, <laughs> she is doing such an amazing thing up there. You know the the. Wow. <laughs> um. Okay. Real quick, since I'm you know. Satchel, the guitar player for mm-hmm. Steel, Steel Panther, Panther. Uh, played guitar in Jeff Pilson's band War and Peace, okay. appearing on the Time Capsule album. Um, he also played in a Thin Lizzy cover band, and um, he played something with uh, Rob Halford, uh, joining the Halford's uh, band Fight, and recorded War of words so i wasn't too far off with no, what you that were not. You sorry were not. sorry guys i'm actually still googling all this stuff it's as not, he's yeah. talking about going to the strip club i kind of got lost in that but <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> i'm okay we're, we're i'm okay he's yeah so he can't basically what frankie vegas is saying is, is he can't hear fly to the angels by slaughter without getting a boner <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Honey, <laughs> my song's on. <laughs> break out the, break it out. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Scoot on over, honey. <laughs> we gotta take care of some business. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. But Listeners, yeah. thank you for setting for us with the last hour, you know, over an hour as we talk about the. Uh, hair band era and the randomness that we just fucking talked about this with and we were all over the place we know it um we thought it would be fun kind of just just going for it and uh and just uh, we love we love these bands mm-hmm. and we'll hit on them individually at some point yeah for sure yeah yeah, we already, I mean, we already did Guns and Roses. We have apparently three thousand episodes of Golden Eighties to do, <laughs> so we will hit on every one of these bands individually. <laughs> but you know, like kind of like the John Hughes movies, we need to we need to bump on those individually also. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I, I, we hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed this a little bit and just reveling in our uh, past and some of our favorite bands. And I still can't believe that Frankie Vegas hates rap, but you know oh it's all good. God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Stephen <laughs> Stephen Piercy is amazing. He has got an amazing voice, or did did yes. <laughs> but I just I other than like way cool junior round and round. I, I did, did think of another one after we talked about it last time. Uh, they did a song for the Point Break um, soundtrack. You know, uh, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Point Break. Not yeah. the not the newer one that no. they remade. Uh, Nobody rides for free. That was one of my favorites that they ever did. And I, I mean, I was a Rat fan. I actually seen Rat um, in uh, Merrillville with uh, opening acts Bang Tango. If you Bang Tango, I fucking love Bang Tango. Uh, do you, are you familiar with some of their stuff? Yeah. And, um, um, damn, uh, LA guns was there. LA guns. Yep. So they did a little contraband, uh, reunion right there since Bobby Blotzer and L and Tracy guns and, and, uh, somebody else who was playing, um, was in contraband. So, uh, yeah, 
they did a little uh Oh, Michael Shanker was filling in that night because oh. Robin Crosby had just lost a job and they were looking to replace him and Michael Shanker was like out touring with him just kind of filling in, so it was it was a crazy night. Oh, it was I a lot it. of fun. Oh, I bet. That was uh the Hollywood Vampires tour for LA Guns, oh, okay. which is one <laughs> of my favorite albums from them. I mean, this the the original album was really really good, but uh there you go. Another power ballad. Power ballad. The ba- the ballad, ballad of, of Jane. Jane. Yep. <laughs> and you know who that's about? Uh no, I do not. Jane Jane Mansfield. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Unless I'm wrong, you. I don't know. You got me. I believe I, that, in that's you. what I heard. That's what I have been told. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we better get out of here. We do, or we're just gonna. We will talk. We, we can. We can go for another hour just talking. Oh, about. we could probably go 24 hours just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about individual bands. Yeah, let's just like. break this down right now. Let's start with warrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, another power (laughs) man. Heaven. No. Heaven. (laughs) Yeah. What was it? Cherry pie? Uh, That was definitely a ballad. I I... saw red. That's my favorite one. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah. Seriously, we got to (laughs) go. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go. I love you people. You got my socials. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Golden 80s podcast. We know you're like fucking pulling your hair out on us right now, but uh, we appreciate you sticking it out. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, give us a shout at thegoldenimage80s at gmail.com. Of course, you can always go check out uh, goldenmojoent.com for all of our merch on there. And, yes, our tab is up. Our picture is up. And so you can go check us out so you can see what Frankie Vegas looks like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Print it out. Throw darts at it. Use it yeah. in the corner. Scare the mice away. Nothing that's what, to that's stare what, at. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy and I look like a couple of thugs. We do. It's terrible. We got the, we're like all arms crossed and shit. <laughs> Back to back Charlie's Angel style. <laughs> I love it. It was fun. It was a good day. Yeah. Um, we're, we're definitely gonna have to do it again. I think uh, maybe uh, uh, when the weather's a little bit nicer, do another do another post session. But anyway, if you like us, let us know. The Golden Image Eighties at Yahoo dot at at Gmail dot com. <laughs> Why would I go to Yahoo? Yahoo. Anybody use Yahoo anymore? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Frankie's still. <laughs> I use that as my dump email. Right? I, I, do, I, I don't ever really use it, you know. Right, but right. Because I don't really email a lot. Oh, you should email more. Uh, the call guys, I emailed them to. There that. you go. <laughs> Speaking of the call guys, if you like if you like Golden Ladies, you might like something else in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire, which includes the call guys. Which is Colton and Chico doing down all your nine, all your uh, pop culture. I want to say '90s pop culture, but I don't. No, it's all kinds of stuff. Movies, reviews. Go check them out. They're fucking great. I love those boys, uh, and they're doing a great job. Uh, 
Go check out uh, Golden Image Podcast. We just wrapped up um, the Golden Odyssey series with a, an amazing interview that that Frankie did. Um, I think he I think he learned a lot about his the person he was interviewing, and I think the person he was interviewing was brilliant. So if you don't go check it out, it's, it's You're kind of an asshole, but, you know, no. <laughs> fucking diva, bitch, motherfucker, too. God, he was so hard to work with. Um. Also, uh, check out the United States of Paranormal. They got some new stuff coming on. Vamptober is coming. Get ready for the month of October to be nothing but stories about vampires. All right. And if you don't know, Logan's back from Team Tejas. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Go check out United States Paranormal. Uh, on th- Thursdays, we have uh, the Golden 80s. At, you know, that's us. Yeah. Or you can listen to Indiana Chiefs fans. Listen to both. I, it's a lot of listening to myself on a Thursday. <laughs> what gets me through my day? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on Fridays, we have uh, Murder Nerds. You can go back. They're still on hiatus at this moment. But uh, go back and binge their old stuff. And you never know. They might be coming back soon. Mm, I'll let you know. And A Court of Books and Booze. That is the Skywalker, Miss Jess, and Amanda as they grab a book, grab a beer, and meet me in the basement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I need to go back and listen to the... Hunger Game book because I have read those actually. So oh, right on. Yeah, so I need to get back. I I have so little time to listen to podcasts. Oh anymore, yeah, since I can't listen to them at work anymore. So. Damn it, guys. So I need to get. I need to go back. I need to listen to those. Listen, man. I I I get it. We I listen to a ton of them on while I'm at work. Um, it's it's that time where you can do your job and still listen at the same time and and. Uh, yeah, people that don't do that, that listen to them on their on their own, you know, non work related time. God bless you guys. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. You know, I have seven podcasts that a lot of people are listening to. That's yeah, I've amazing. had to cut cut a lot of my podcasts that I listen to that's not Golden Image because <laughs> or go, you know Golden Mojo, whatever. You know, because I just don't have time. Right. And I got I mean, I'm, I work for these guys, so he's I got to listen. He's got to stay in the family. He's got to keep up. I listen to every one of them every day when they come out. So, um, and you know, that is the empire. Uh, so yeah, give a shout out to some friends of ours that uh, that hang out on the call, guys. Chris, you know, Chris from the call guys, that the the Star Wars guy. Yeah. Uh, he's got a new podcast out now called uh, Guys with Issues. They are a comic book podcast. Uh, they're doing a great job. So after you get done with your week of listening to all the Golden Mojo entertainment, go check out Guys With Issues. But Golden Kim, Mojo first. Golden Mojo first. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're out of here. So we'll see you next week. Later. See ya. See ya.